Hi, I'm MC Jessie. 大家好，又到咗读你听二点零，今日继续读呢个 Miguel de Cervantes 嘅 Don Quixote， 唐吉诃德。我哋读到第五节啦。啊，呢一节咧叫做 In which the narrative of a knight's mishap is continued。咁啊，似乎呢個當其嗰題嘅不幸咧，會繼續喎嚇，睇呢個題目。咁上一回咧就講到臨尾啦，當其嗰題可以話係口舌招遊啦，因為前一時口快，咁啊諗住貫徹佢自己對於佢嘅夢中情人啦，佢愛人啦嘅炫耀又好啦，讚賞又好啦嚇，對眾人。但系就惹嚟對方嘅生肖不止咧，就繼而動武啦，真執啊繼而動武啦，然之後就落得一個被毒打嘅下場。我哋睇下呢節，當叫我哋點樣喺呢個困境度重拾佢自己嘅信心啊！跟住我嚟交俾 Costa 同大家讀嚟聽。Finding then, in fact, he could not move. He thought himself of having recourse to his usual remedy. Which was to think of some passage in his books, and his craze brought to his mind that about Baldwin and the Marquis of Mantua, when Calotto left him wounded on the mountainside, a story known by heart by the children, not forgotten by the young men, and lauded and even believed by the old folk, and for all that not a whit truer than the miracles of Mahomet. This seemed to him to fit exactly the case in which he found himself. So, making a show of severe suffering, he began to roll on the ground and, with feeble breath, repeat the very words which the wounded knight of the wood is said to have uttered: "Where art thou, lady mine, that thou my sorrow dost not rue? Thou canst not know it, lady mine, or else thou art untrue." And so he went on with the ballad as far as the lines: "O noble Marquis of Mantua." My uncle and liege lord, as chance would have it, when he had got this line, there happened to come by a peasant from his own village, a neighbour of his, who had been with a load of wheat to the mill, and he, seeing the man stretched there, came up to him and asked him who he was and what was the matter with him that he complained so dolefully. Don Quixote was firmly persuaded that this was the Marquis of Mantua, his uncle. So the only answer he made was to go on with his ballad, in which he told the tale of his misfortune and of the loves of the Emperor's son and his wife, all exactly as the ballad sings it. The peasant stood amazed at hearing such nonsense and relieved him of the visor already battered to pieces by blows. He wiped his face, which was covered with dust, and as soon as he had done so, he recognized him and said, "Signor Quesada, who has brought your worship to this pass?" But to all questions, the other only went on with his ballad. Seeing this, the good man removed as well as he could his breastplate and backpiece to see if he had any wound, but he could perceive no blood nor any mark whatever. He then contrived to raise him from the ground, and with no little difficulty hoisted him upon his ass, which seemed to him to be the easiest mount for him. And collecting the arms, even to the splinters of the lance, he tied them on Rostinante, and leading him by the bridle and the ass by the halter, he took the road for the village. Very sad to hear what absurd stuff Don Quixote was talking. Nor was Don Quixote less so, for what with blows and bruises he could not sit upright on the ass, and from time to time he sent up sighs to heaven, so that once more he drove the peasant to ask what ailed him, 
and it could have been only the devil himself that put into his head tales to match his own adventures. For now, forgetting Baldwin, he bethought himself of the more abindarais. When the alcade of Antiquera, Rodrigo de Navares, took him prisoner and carried him away to his castle, so that when the peasant again asked him how he was and what ailed him, he gave him for reply the same words and phrases that the captive Abindarias gave to Rodrigo de Navares, just as he had read the story in the Diana of George de Montemayor, where it is written. Applying it to his own case so aptly that the peasant went along cursing his fate that he had to listen to such a lot of nonsense, from which, however, he came to the conclusion that his neighbour was mad, and so made all haste to reach the village to escape the wearisomeness of this harangue of Don Quixote's, who, at the end of it, said, Signor de Rodrigo de Navares, your worship must know that this fair Sariva I have mentioned is now the lovely Dulcinea de Toboso. For whom I have done, am doing, and will do the most famous deed of chivalry that in this world have been seen, are to be seen, or ever shall be seen. To this the peasant answered, Signor, sinner that I am, cannot your worship see that I am not Don Rodrigo de Navares nor the Marquis of Mantua, but Pedro Alonso, your neighbour, and that your worship is neither Baldwin nor Abindarias, but the worthy gentleman, Signor Quisada. I know who I am, replied Don Quixote, and I know that I may not only those I have named, but all the twelve peers of France and even all the nine worthies, since my achievements surpass all that they have done altogether and each of them on his own account. With this talk and more of the same kind, he reached the village just as night was beginning to fall. But the peasant waited until it was a little later that the belaboured gentleman might not be seen riding in such a miserable trim. When it was what seemed to him, the proper time he entered the village and went to Don Quixote's house, which he found all in confusion, and there were the curate and village barber, who were great friends of Don Quixote, and his housekeeper was saying to them a loud voice, What does your worship think can be befallen my master, Signor Licentiate Pero Perez? For so the curate was called. It is three days now since anything has been seen of him, or the hack, or the buckler, lance, or armour. Miserable me! I am certain of it, and it is as true as that I was born to die, and that these accursed books of chivalry he has, and has got into the way of reading so constantly, have upset his reason. For now I remember having often heard him saying to himself that he would turn knight-errant, go all over the world in quest of adventures, to the devil and Barabbas with such books, and that have brought to ruin in this way the finest understanding there was in all the Mancha. Denise said the same, and more. You must know, Master Nicholas, for that was the name of the barber. It was often my uncle's way to stay two days and nights together, poring over these unholy books of misventures, after which he would fling the book away and snatch up his sword and fall to slashing the walls. And when he was tired out, he would say he had killed four giants like four towers, and a sweat that flowed from him when he was weary, he said, was the blood of the wounds he had received in battle. And then he would drink a great jug of cold water and become calm and quiet, saying that this water was the most precious potion which the sage Esquif, a great magician and friend of his, had brought him. But I take all the blame upon myself for never having told your worships of my uncle's fabulous, that you might put a stop to them before things had come to this pass, and burn all these accursed books, for he has a great number, that richly deserve to be burned like heretics. So say I too, said the curate, and by my faith tomorrow shall not pass without public judgment upon them, 
and may they be condemned to the flames, lest they lead those that read to behave as my good friends seem to have behaved. All this the peasant heard, and from it he understood at last what was the matter with his neighbour. So he began calling aloud, "Open your worships to Signor Baldwin and to Signor the Marquis of Mantua, who comes badly wounded, and to Signor Abindarias the Moor, whom the valiant Rodrigo de Navias, the Alcaid of Antequera, brings captive." All these words they all hurried out, and when they recognized their friend, master, and uncle, who had not yet dismounted from the ass because he could not, they ran to embrace him. "Hold," said he, "for I am badly wounded through my horse's fault. You carry me to bed, and if possible, send for the wise Uganda to cure and see to my wounds. See there, plague on it!" cried the housekeeper at this. "Did not my heart tell the truth as to which foot my master went lame of?" To bed with your worship at once, and we will contrive to cure you here without fetching that Uganda. A curse, I say once more, and a hundred times more, on those books of chivalry that have brought your worship to such a pass. They carried him to bed at once, and after searching for his wounds, could find none. But he said they were all bruises from having had a severe fall from his horse Rothinante when in combat with ten giants, the biggest and the boldest to be found on earth. So, so said the curate, are there giants in the dance? By the sign of the cross, I will burn them tomorrow before the day is over. They put a host of questions to Don Quixote, but his only answer to all was. Give him something to eat and leave him to sleep, for that was what he needed most. They did so, and the curate questioned the peasant at great length as to how he had found Don Quixote. He told him, and the nonsense he had talked when found and on the way home, all which made the licentiate the more eager to do what he did the next day, which was to summon his friend the barber, Master Nicholas, to go with him to Don Quixote's house. Good morning, Costa. Good. This time, the reading is very short. One time, it's like. 当叫提翻到屋企咯，俾佢嘅邻居啦、啊、救翻啦，咁啊同一时间就翻到屋企见到佢嘅家人，个个都提出佢一直都沉迷睇啲咁嘅骑士书，就搞到佢咧就迷头迷脑啦，以致到咧佢嘅行为咧都系不合常理啦，即系需要救赎嘅。而点样救赎佢咧？最好烧咗啲书咯。我嚟睇下呢字有啲咩字，同大家分享先。Wit, W-H-I-T, wit, 名词嚟嘅 ，a very small part or amount. Wit, a wit of. Harang, harang, H-A-R-A-N-G-U-E, harang, 名词嚟嘅 ，a lengthy and aggressive speech. 咁啊，文章我提到当地我提啊，滔滔不绝咁啊，讲佢嗰个激烈嘅打斗啦，当然全部都系佢自己倒赚出嚟噶啦 ，harang. 一個長篇大論，咁啊令到咧救佢嗰個農夫鄰居咧都摸不著頭腦，同埋十分痛苦啊，非常痛苦。Licentiate，licentiate，L-I-C-E-N-T-I-A-T-E，licentiate， 名詞嚟嘅 ，the holder of certificate of competence to practice a particular profession。護士臨尾咧就出現咗一個咁嘅人物啦，佢就係、是。簡單嚟講就係佢就係可以發布一啲 license 啊，啊一啲牌照，一個咁樣嘅人啊，可以發放呢個牌照資格嘅人。好，我哋下一次再睇下當 Kiyoshi 咧點樣翻身啦，點樣可以重拾佢嘅騎士精神啦，定係俾人燒嗰啲書之後佢會從此咧就一蹶不振咧？我哋睇下下回係點樣。If you like this video, make sure to comment, like. Share and subscribe.
Adios.